Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing, more than a feeling. To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save Your life To be powered by love Well, uh Good morning again and welcome. We're glad to have you here with us this morning. If you've just joined with us again, welcome. I'm Pastor Nathan, pastor here at Elk River Lutheran. I'm Lisa Sampson, Director of Children, Youth, and Family Ministry. And Jeremy Hulquist, Intern Pastor. And I'm Taylor Quinn, the Director of Music Ministry and Worship. And so we're going to continue by joining together with our prayer of the day. So let us pray together. Holy God, you have called this church to be serving welcoming, accepting, joyful, and grace-filled. Strengthen us in our joy through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. And our theme for this morning is Rejoice Always. Again, going back to this reading that we're going to hear in just a moment from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and we're reflecting on how is it that we rejoice always when life isn't always all sunshine and rainbows, right? Uh, And uh, in the midst of this pandemic time and all that's going on in the world, there is sometimes maybe a little bit of a challenge to feel real rejoicey, if that is a word at all. Uh, and so we'll be uh, reflecting on that here this morning. Is this day very rejoiceable? Is it yeah. rejoiceable? <laughs> and, uh, and I think the answer that God gives us in the Bible is, yeah, it is. Because even in the darkest of times, there's a light. And uh, I'll share more about that in a moment. But for now, let's go to our reading. And we have uh, Carrie reading for us this morning. Is that right, Ted? Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Well, that went a weird direction I wasn't expecting. Now we'll hear our scripture reading. The reading comes from the fifth chapter of 1 Thessalonians, beginning with the 16th verse. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit, do not despise the words of prophets, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. May the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely. And may your spirit and soul and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do this. Beloved, pray for us. Greet all the brothers and sisters with a holy kiss. I solemnly command you by the Lord that this letter be read to all of them. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Here ends the reading. And the second reading today is from Mark chapter 12, verses 41 through 44. It reads, 
he sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which were worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. Here ends the reading. Yeah, so to enter into some conversation now, uh, we're going to share a sermon short, a sermon from me this morning, and then we'll come back around the table for some conversation and be inviting you into the conversation and to reflecting on this issue of rejoicing always. Really? Yes, really. So uh, we'll continue with that uh, sermon. Give thanks in all circumstances. Really? <laughs> this is our theme and what we'll be wrestling with over the next few weeks. In 1 Thessalonians, the Bible says this, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. But really? <laughs> I know we can all think of at least a few current events that put us in not such a great, thankful, rejoicing mood. Am I right? Like, did y'all know that there's a global pandemic going on? Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> We've seen unprecedented wildfires and hurricanes this year, too. And then there was that one other thing that happened this week. Uh, that's right, an election causing some to rejoice and celebrate and some to grieve and lash out against the process. And it's caused us all a lot of angst. So really, Bible, you're going to tell me that I should rejoice always? Today we're starting our fall stewardship season and being thankful and rejoicing in the ways that God has blessed us, these things are pretty core to understanding biblical stewardship. And one part of stewardship is financial stewardship, how we use and share what we have. And so I'm going to start here. My kids are at a pretty funny age where they are really interested in money but don't have a real great grasp of how to count money. They each have their own little piggy banks, and so they look at their collection of bills and coins, and then they count their monies. Uh, if they have a $5 bill and two quarters, well, that's three monies. If they have 10 pennies, even better, that's 10 monies. So you do not want my kids to be your accountant. But frankly, I'm a little hesitant to teach them how to really count money because I'm getting out pretty cheap right now paying them to do chores and little jobs around the house. The funny thing is, time and time again, the Bible actually tells us that God is also a pretty bad accountant. Jesus tells parable after parable about God forgiving people. And the most sinful people are forgiven at the same rate as the very good and holy people. And what is the different price that they each pay for that love and forgiveness from God? Zero. Nothing. God's love and forgiveness is a gift. We call it grace. And that grace then motivates us to live a life of generosity and how we care for each other, how we love our neighbor, and how we give back to further God's mission in the world. When it comes to giving to the church, we sometimes say that we ask for equal sacrifice, not equal gifts, which is exactly the point Jesus makes when he lifts up the example of the poor widow giving her two pennies, which although a small dollar amount, it represented a great sacrifice. 
This fall, we'll invite you to consider how much you'll be willing to give to Elk River Lutheran Church in the next year. We'll ask you to fill out a pledge card. These are going to be mailed out in the coming week, and pledges help us as a church to plan and budget for the following year, which the one thing we know about 2021 is that it will be unpredictable, and so your pledges really will help us as a church make a plan. But making a pledge also gives you the opportunity to reflect on how you've been blessed and how you'd like to give back in this one way. And so as you prayerfully consider your pledge for 2021, remember, God counts monies differently than us. God's not looking to see how many zeros are behind your pledge, tens or thousands or hundreds. And God also knows that this pandemic has affected people differently. And so you may not be able to give as much as you would have wanted to otherwise, and that's okay. On the other hand, maybe you feel especially blessed and you're able to give a little more this year. God is not looking at the decimal places. God's looking at our hearts. And it's because that God looks at our hearts that we're able to answer this call to rejoice always. Here's the thing, that same Bible that says rejoice always also has an entire book called Lamentations, full of laments, which are these grieving poetic writings about how terrible life is. When God is asking us to rejoice always, God is not asking us to ignore the very real hardships and suffering that we may be experiencing. But God is reminding us that the darkness is not our whole story, that there is a light that shines in the darkness and that darkness cannot overcome it. With so much going on in the world right now, causing so much angst and stress, why am I even talking about stewardship and financial giving, right? Well, one, this is the time of year as a church that we talk about it, so I kind of have to. But more than that, way more than that actually, with so much out of our control right now, I think we should focus on the things that we can control. Giving back is one of those things. And giving back helps us to appreciate what we have. Thankfulness and gratitude shapes how we see the world. One of the best ways to appreciate what you have is to share it. So if you have a cookie recipe, Bake someone some cookies. If you have some time, give someone a call or write them a note to let them know that you care. If you have plenty of food, consider making a donation to CARE, our local food shelf. And as I've mentioned, I ask you to make a pledge to Elk River Lutheran Church. I invite you to give generously in these ways that I've mentioned, but also the countless other ways I know you can think of to share what you have and to share of your very self. And I ask you to do this not just for the sake of those who will be on the receiving end of the giving, but for you. To open your heart, to rejoice always, to pray without ceasing, to give thanks in all circumstances. Yes, really, all circumstances, because even in the darkest of times, God is there with you and there is a light. Find that light, fan the flame, and share that light with others. Thanks be to God. Amen. So that was great. Uh, one of the things that I noticed that um, Nathan said was that by, um, by giving, it helps us appreciate what we have. And that's not something that I grew up understanding. I didn't get that until I was much older. Mm -hmm. But I think that's really profound. 
it might be kind of an adult kind of understanding, right? Like mm -hmm. it's hard to convince kids that giving a gift is as good as getting a gift too. Mm -hmm. right. And yet I think as adults, I mean, that's certainly my experience. Giving a gift when you put a lot of thought and energy into it, giving a gift to someone yeah. is as good as getting a gift. And mm -hmm. So maybe it's a grown-up thing. <laughs> I think so. When I was a little kid, I would my favorite aunt and uncle lived down in um, south of Chicago. And every time we went to visit, Uncle Don would reach into his pocket and gave all the kids a silver dollar. And I used to think that was the coolest thing because it was money. Yeah, I had lots of monies from going to see my aunt and uncle. But it wasn't until I was much older that I realized he didn't give us a dollar. He gave us a gift. Yeah, And he was showing his love by doing that. And, yeah. and every time, and he never missed it. And when he came to Minnesota, same thing. I'm thinking about this, the abundance thing. Uh, like, it's easy for me to give out of abundance. Like, it's a response for me. But the scripture isn't about that. It's about deciding to give even if you don't have abundance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. that's harder. Right. <laughs> Scary. Scary, but but there's so much joy in giving though. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Well, I think it's interesting too. Like it's easy to think about this in dollars and things like that, but too, but think about what it's like to give in generous or generosity in your thanks. Or in your gratitude, yeah, or yeah. in your words of encouragement, yeah. and I think often those are the ones that come out of our own scarcity, right? I think people who tend to feel very ungrateful are the ones who sometimes offer that word of thanks unprompted, mm -hmm. um, and I think there's this kind of unique balance of listening to that voice within you that says, "I think I want to stir something up in someone else," mm -hmm. um, and so being overly generous with thanks or gratitude in those ways we kind of engage and interact with the world, I think is an incredibly powerful gift too. I think of the hierarchy of needs often when this subject comes in. And I feel, you know, you know the hierarchy of needs. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you don't feel well taken care of, it's hard for you then to move on with that hierarchy of needs. I'm just thinking, yeah, I mean, even, even if you don't feel well taken care of, there's still a maybe even in giving you're able to receive that kind of sense I guess but maybe that's also a call for us to continue to care for people who don't feel like they're being taken care of so that they can experience the the joy of generosity and giving yeah you know one real tangible example I think of of giving not necessarily even out of abundance but uh has been the example for you, Taylor, this week, getting a patio put in. Yes. <laughs> um, at the Upton Abbey, uh, Taylor and Daryl's residence, uh, they put in a back patio. And here's what I think is so cool about that. One, it's going to be a beautiful space for you guys to use. But, like, um, one, you don't have an abundance of acreage there in your backyard. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's a city lot. You're in the city. And, you know, and you could have built a patio that was just big enough for you and Daryl, but that's not what you guys have built, right? Like, you have this space, and that's one way you've built this patio to gather friends together and to enjoy the outdoors, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I'm putting kind of words into you, but this is what you've been sharing with us this week because oh, the yeah. project has happened. That, you know, you could have, if it was just about you, if you were just going to focus, it's just me and Daryl, this is our thing, you would have built it a lot smaller probably would have been cheaper, probably would have been easier, quicker, all of those things. And yet you made it bigger so as to share your home and this mm -hmm. extension of your home. I mean, mm -hmm. that's what this is, right? Mm -hmm. Sharing what we have is, is a joyful thing. Yeah, that's exactly why, I mean, 
we have a small we have a small like breakfast nook in our house. We don't have a dining room, and yeah. I th- we built this patio because works. We love to have people over, yeah, and it's a great way of sharing our life with others, but also just sharing life together. Yeah, you know. Yeah, when I'm curious, as you're online and listening this morning, I think I want to ask a question we didn't, this is unprompted. Um, what has generosity meant to you? I think so often we have received generous gifts, mm-hmm. and I think that changes who we are as people. Um, so I'm curious if you're online this morning, would you jump in with some of those comments of what is a gift of someone given to you that has meant the world to you? Um, I'm curious how that translates to our world right Mm -hmm. that generosity has this big phenomenal impact and that giving is part of that story so what you're what i hear you saying is that when you are the receiving of generosity then you're more likely to give back Mm -hmm. yeah and not hold so tight yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and i think about the widow's might right this giving this two coins could be read as simply someone throwing away what she has um when she needs it herself but i think that's an an automated response of it's all about me i think this woman is responding out of just these gifts that she knows she's been blessed with Mm -hmm. and the best way to do that is to give it to someone else yeah i would really love to look into her head (laughs) and figure out why did she do that because we often Mm -hmm. giving can go either one of two ways and I guess I I keep thinking about monetarily, but even but even if you're giving in any way, you either feel obligated and guilty to do it, mm-hmm. or you do it in a response to something that something good, you know. Yeah. I would love. Oh my gosh, that'd be so fascinating to talk mm-hmm. with her about. Why did you do this? Sure. You know, what was your motivation behind it? Well, because part. I mean, we know so little about her, but what we do know about her is that she's a widow. Right, right. And, not, and not only that, it calls her a poor widow, you know, right. which, I mean, you might as well just say widow because in biblical times, if you're, you know, a widow, you, you know. are not going to be of means, you mm-hmm. know, like, and so the one, th- the two things we know about her, that she's poor and she's a widow, tells us that she has plenty of things to not rejoice always in, plenty of things to not be thankful for. Life is hard for her. And yet somehow she's found this sense of abundance and gratitude for that bit that she does have. And it's motivated her to give back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would think her response would be fear, anxiety, stress, and to hold that in, yeah. and to to just protect that. And I think we do that. I know I have oh, yeah. in times of my scarcity. It's really hard to just turn turn that around, but mm-hmm. it always works out. Right. I was thinking about this too, and our sense of impact. I had mentioned this idea earlier that the reality is, if the church stops giving our voice stops going out in the world. I mean, this what we're doing in this space is done. Yeah. And I think that sense of generosity has made this go out to people who have found us online who we've not had any any encounters with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just incredible witness to what gifts can do for the broader world. Um, yeah. it's, it's beyond our doors. So I think that's a great thing. Many months ago, we started talking about what the Holy Spirit is doing with this and we're on this online and now we're still here mm-hmm. and it's really cool to see that spirit moving among all of us and everybody out there and and that connection that we do have yeah mm-hmm. you know we're not just talking about money here either right you right. know and and i think it's important for me to remember that stewardship isn't just about giving money 
Now I'm at a point in my life where I can feel free to give financially. I would be curious, this, I would be curious, does everyone, does every human being in this world have a source of abundance? They just don't see it. Mm. You know, because we can get, I, I always got caught up in not having the resources to do stuff, not having enough money to do stuff. What would have happened had I say, I may not have this, but where do I have abundance mm-hmm. in other other things that I can give through that, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, I, um, like Michelle and Vaughn mentioned, you know, giving monetarily or just of our time, and you know, that makes you feel mm-hmm. good. And that's, um, it reminded me of this Martin Luther quote. It's attributed to him. I'm not 100% sure no, whether no. he actually said it or not. Uh, lots of things get attributed to him because uh, he did say a lot of good things. Uh, but I've heard it said in different ways too. But uh, he said this, this quote says, show me where a person spends their time and money and I'll show you their God. Uh, I've heard it said another way, like if you want to know where someone's priorities are, just look at their checkbook, checkbook and yeah. their calendar. You know, mm-hmm. and it gets at like how we spend our time and how we spend our money says a lot about who we are and what is our priorities. And sometimes if we really look into where we spend our time and money, that doesn't line up with where we wish we were spending our time <laughs> or who we want to be. Right. You know what I mean? Or even um, where we think we are. Yes. Yep. Right. Exactly. But I think there is that that balance of sharing, you know, our, you know, not just money, but the things that we have, and the sharing the gifts of time, and I mean, those things that maybe fluctuate. But I think we are called to share both. You know, Linda, I agree with you on the love languages. I think that is that is such a a, a concept that rings true for so many people that you discover how you receive and how you give love. I I. I agree totally with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, uh, Carol's talked about, you know, people showing up to, to uh, take care of her driveway. Uh-huh. And I think that sense of giving is, is a response. I think it's such a great thing to say that it, it bubbles up within us. Yeah. And all we can do is pour out. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I love these stories that are coming in in our feeds right now of how do we, how do we take that to some, someone else, to the world. Yeah, um, and continue to share those. I'd love to see those throughout the rest of the service. Yeah, because I think you know, rejoicing always is a pretty abstract thing, but I think giving and sharing what we have and sharing our very selves is such a tangible way of both experiencing and receiving that you know kind of love and grace of God, but also of sharing it too. It's putting faith into action, and that's what I love. Love this conversation that's happening here. So, yeah, again, I, I would echo that as well. If you have examples or th- thoughts about generosity and sharing, share. Yeah, so if you're on our Facebook page, uh, we just had a comment from Carolyn on our um, Zoom feed, and I wanted to share this one. Sure. Um, I had a student that gave a quart-sized Ziploc bag full of change to an Elk River High School change challenge uh, to collect money for Gifts Anonymous. And she and her family lived in a small trailer and had little to spare. When I asked her why she didn't use the money for herself or her family, She told me what she told me brought me to tears. She said that she and her family had received so much assistance from others. She wanted the opportunity to give back. I love that sense of response. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to to receive something even in our poverty means that we can't help but give back in in that sense of generosity. Um, So thank you for sharing that one. 
Yeah. And out of a sense of gratitude, though. Right. I mean, I feel like there are people in the, there are people that they aren't grateful. They're entitled to that assistance, and they think it's all about them. But I, I feel like if you have this this healthy sense of gratitude, that you'll want to respond and and mm-hmm. the cyclical effect of yeah. of that. Oh, that's a great that's a great story. Yeah, thank you for yeah. sharing that. Wow. Yeah, so again, if you have stories, ideas to share, please do. These feeds are open, and uh, this really is a conversation. We have the opportunity to make it a conversation, and I love it when it happens. And so uh, thank you, and uh, yeah, I'm grateful for you all. (laughs) And uh, I rejoice always in the opportunity that we have to gather together for worship. It really is a beautiful thing. Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.